What is up, everybody? This is Brayden from Flint Mastering, and I am the host and content curator of the Mixing Music Podcast exclusive episodes. And today we have for you an exclusive archive, which means you're going to hear an exclusive episode that DK and I recorded almost a year ago. You're going to have the chance to hear what our exclusive episodes are all about and how much fun and learning goes on between me and DK as we discuss technical tips and important techniques in relation to producing mixing, and mastering. If you enjoy this episode and you'd like to be a part of the exclusive content we provide twice a week, you can do so by heading over to mixingmusicpodcast.com forward slash exclusive. Thank you so much for listening. We love you. We appreciate you. And we couldn't do this podcast without you. I hope you enjoy this episode of the exclusive archives. And with that, happy mixing, my friends, and stay saucy. friends and welcome back to another exclusive subscriber only episode of the mixing music podcast i'm your host for today brayden from flint mastering and joining us with the greatest mustache uh west of the mississippi all the way from los angeles it is our lord and savior daddy dk what's up i'm like genuinely a little bit uncomfortable with the concept of lord and savior oh man savior of the mixes i save your mixes Oh, it's good to be back on my own show. Ha 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 ha. That was funny. Let's do some small talk banter. Brayden, how are you doing? How was your weekend? I'm doing good. Weekend was uh, weekend was good. It uh, had a couple ups and downs, but overall evened itself out. I'll tell you that much. Wow. <laughs> uh, do, uh, do I even want to press for more detailed information? Uh, yeah, so here's what happened. Uh, I never care about the World Series, but this year the Astros were in the World Series, and they cheated a few years ago to win. Is that so true? I, yeah, uh-huh. Huh. They, uh, it was like a big scandal. So this year I watched because I was like, I want these cheaters to lose. And they won. Uh, I don't, and they won. I don't know if they're still cheating, but they won. Then I watched the League of Legends World Championships. The team that I wanted to win lost. And then I watched the Professional Street League Skateboarding Competition. And my favorite skateboarder in the world won. So that evened it all out. Which is Who? Gustavo Ribeiro from Portugal. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, you told me that you were getting more into skateboarding recently. Yep. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. That's crazy. All right, let's get let's that let's get into the episode. I think that's enough small talk. Um, Braden is oh, you a cool don't dude. Share, Braden you is don't a cool share dude. How you're doing? Hold on. What? You don't want to share how you're doing? I'm doing great. All right, so let's okay. get. <laughs> 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 no, nah, I've been doing good, man. Been doing good. Been running a lot recently. That's my thing. All right, let's get into the episode. Um, you have a great clip for us, point uh, shared for us, and really grateful for your efforts of putting these episodes together. Um, round of applause for anybody listening for Brayden. Yay, Yay for doing all the ooh. work. Um, <laughs> but this is a good clip. Let's talk about it. Cool. All right. Well, uh, as always, before we get into it, thank you for subscribing. We love you. We appreciate you. And we literally couldn't do this without you because we'd be talking to a room of empty people. So thank you so much for subscribing. We really do appreciate it. Well, we Uh, do talk into into rooms with empty people. (laughs) 
Um, but like we record it and then we post the recordings afterwards where people more than just us listen to it. So technically <laughs> we're recording in rooms because we're even like zooming right now. Like I'm not, I don't need, you're not even in my room. I'm in my room by myself. <laughs> so to be very specific, we are recording in rooms by ourselves, but there are listeners after the recording is published. Okay. <laughs> there we go. You guys asked for technical information. There's your technical <laughs> definition. All right. Uh, <laughs> cool. Well, the clip we have for you today is from the legendary JJP, Jack Joseph Puig. He has done, uh, not in any particular order, John Mayer, Weezer, Green Day, Counting Crows, Panic at the Disco. He's won Grammys with the Goo Goo Dolls, Sheryl Crow, John Mayer, Fergie, U2, and No Doubt. He did, so, he did uh, Fergie. That's incredible. I listened to a lot of Fergie growing up. That's like the yeah. most random one out of the entire group, I feel like. <laughs> it is kind of, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he is a legend. Uh, he always wears this really interesting top hat. I'm sure you've seen a clip of him somewhere wearing that hat. Um, but this clip, he is going to talk about how do we achieve maximum loudness on our mix by just using plugins. So without further ado, the legend himself, JJP, Jack Joseph Puig, roll the tape. How can you achieve maximum loudness on your mix using just plugins? Um, well, it's interesting. That sort of implies that the best way you get loudness is in analog. Uh, and some ways that's true, some ways it's not true. That's a longer discussion. But in terms of the analog portion, of course, with transformers, when you push the sound real hard, you sort of kill the peaks. And therefore, you're able to get more level without the digital going into the red for the obvious reasons. Uh, the plug-in loudness situation, there's a tremendous amount of plugins uh, that you can use to achieve that, right? So L3, L1, for instance, are two real good examples. What ends up happening uh, is, you know, the louder you push it, the harder you have that compressed, the less peak information you have. So really, what we're talking about is a relationship between peak in information the relationship between peak information and the relationship between RMS, the average level. Uh, so the whole thing with the plugins or even in analog domain is a matter of actually killing some of those peaks or we can call them transients and therefore you're able to have more room to lift the level up and get more of the RMS level. Of course when you kill the transients that's when things start to sound not as attacky, not as aggressive, and can sound flat. You hear, hear people say, it sounds flat, it's too compressed. Part of that is because you've killed the transients. So it's a real trade-off. Uh, the obsession with the level uh, can also be what can kill great mix. All right, DK, so in that clip, Jack Joseph Puig told us about some of the ways that he gets maximum loudness on the mix using just plugins. He, of course, clarifies at the beginning to say that this this question that he reads out is kind of assuming that loudness comes from analog gear, um, but then talks about how you can do it just as well in the digital domain. He talks about the relationship between peak information versus RMS, involves killing peaks and transients to gain more headroom. And the last thing he said I think is like super, super important. He says, the obsession with the level can be what can kill a great mix. So 
Without being obsessed over the level, DK, what are some ways that you achieve maximum loudness? Yeah, obsessing over anything technical is going to be a reoccurring theme with most of these episodes as it is in the main content. Um, And so I think the preface is just to be wary, to not over-obsess over any technical detail, but to be able to, rather to be able to understand the technical information to help you stay creative. For example, a painter needs to know what varnish does or, or what colors can blend to turn into what other color. Like you need to know your color spectrum and how different colors blend, but, and how varnish will affect the painting after it's done, but that's not going to they're not going to obsess over that. That's just part of their creative process. So it's the same sort of thing with uh, mixing and mastering. Anyway, um, I, first off, I want to point out how awesome JJP was to uh, to bring up the idea as like, well, the way that this question is formatted makes us assume that analog is louder. And and more importantly, like the thoughtfulness of that, I think is is what I want to bring to attention. Um, that was very thoughtful too. And it's a very important framework and foundation to start the question um and i loved his idea so yes in analog gear it's used to be a lot about rms and even now if you mix or record into an analog console rms is kind of all you get to see i mean with now on pro tools like for example my um what i change all of my default meters is to show my sample peak not pro tools classic or rms i show sample peak which shows me the exact peaks of each sample um that was impossible to meter um when everything was analog you could not see the sample peak well samples wasn't a thing right but more importantly the the moment accuracy of uh of a single sample and how loud and how powerful it is. So real quickly, I wanted to talk a, a little bit about the difference between what RMS is, uh, peak information RMS, and loofs. And I, I found this on this website. Uh, and I want to read this couple paragraphs here, which I think is incredibly important because I, I'm sure that many people don't know what RMS is or what LUF is and the relationship between two. So this is what it says. This is from a website. Emaster.com has a blog about this, and I'm just reading from their blog. RMS stands for root mean square, is a metering tool that measures the average loudness of an audio track within a window of roughly 300 milliseconds. The value displayed is an average of the audio signal. The RMS value will give you a more accurate look at perceived loudness of music track for the average listener. Utilizing metering tools to visualize the average RMS will also help you avoid distortion, especially with loud music. So that's the thing. So it's an average... um, loudness and it's honestly speaking it's more like it's like with the whole root mean square it's more measuring the power like in watts like how much power is being fed um which is interesting lufs is more and i'm i'm gonna get into it is not so much about power but it still kind of does an average in a different way so the next paragraph reads oftentimes music sounds different to each person but there are many tools audio engineers can use to make sure the overall mix sounds good furthermore it's also essential to understand the difference between rms and lufs although rms is beneficial to a frame point for the loudness of your track it's still only an average and not 100 accurate reading integrated lufs will show you the loudness of an audio file but 
with more accurate representation of how our ears perceive the audio. Moreover, if you compare LUFS to ARM and RMS levels, and if they're not peaking, this is a good sign, an indication of a decent mix. And it may be time to move on to mastering. Anyway, so um, this is important. There is a slight difference between RMS and LUFS, and there's a reason why people use LUFS more in the digital age that we are now, um, because they're very, very similar. LUFS, from what I understand, is more like the average difference between the peaks and the valleys of audio. So like the, the lower the number is, the less volume dynamic difference there is between the peak, where RMS is like, it doesn't ever catch the peak and it doesn't measure the peak. It's just more measuring the average power. Um, so like if averagely it's too loud, of course, it's going to be distorting the entire thing. But even if you're averaging the RMS to be quite low, you're still clipping the the peaks, the transients. So oftentimes, like with, for example, with like even with plug-in tape machines, you may be not be going past zero, but you still might be clipping the top of the transients and thus compressing or clipping the track and adding distortion, although subtle as it may be, may be doing so. Um, the cool thing about digital is that you have absolute and total control in both metered and as well as uh, cutting transient information. For example, in the analog domain, um, first off, there was no such thing as like brick wall limiters to the way that we know it as much today. It was slightly different and way less controlled and inferior to what we have today as far as like control goes. Um, so now we have a lot more. We have better metering systems that are able to capture sample accurate measurements of the exact moment um, as well as average loudness. Um, but so anyway, uh, the point being is we want a certain amount of average loudness. And if we do below a certain amount, like for an average rock or pop song, um, it's not going to feel or be perceived to be loud enough. LUFS is better at loudness perception than RMS, um, although they both have a lot to do with them, and many people use both. Um, so with LUFS, we use that to kind of like figure out, okay, on average, this is going to sound just as loud as what's competitively out on the market right now. Okay. Anyway, that was a lot of information all at once. I'm going to stop talking. Uh, Brayden, <laughs> did you catch any of that? Was that interesting? Yeah, absolutely. It's always interesting to talk about LUFS and RMS and Peak and all that stuff as a mastering engineer. That's uh, that's the purpose of my whole existence, right? Is to talk about it and be interested in it so nobody else has to. Have you messed around <laughs> with, uh, with RMS while metering RMS while mastering? Well, I... I technically, like, I thought I was. Okay, let me preface this by saying, when I first got into mastering, uh, the person that was sharing the information with me, um, I don't trust that source anymore. So what they were saying... Ooh, that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> that's a whole nother episode, and I don't want you to name drop. I don't want I you to name not, drop. never, no. <laughs> but just to give a little sneak peek, why? Why did you... What, what did they say that made you lose trust in that person? Um... It's hard. There's well, a whole other episode. For, Sorry, I just want to sneak yeah, peek. Uh, they were using a plugin that they were claiming was metering an RMS, but it literally says on the plugin it's metering in LUFS. Like it says on the plugin. Do you think they just misscope, misspoke, or they were uneducated? No, because they did it like a hundred times through the course of a three-hour video. So, <laughs> ah, and, and and they said so over and over and over, 
They said over and over, you're going to hear all this stuff about LUFS. You're going to hear all this stuff about integrated and short-term and momentary. And they go, don't worry about any of that. You don't have to pay any attention to any of that. The only thing you have to worry about is RMS. And then they pull up this plugin and they go, you want your RMS level to be right here. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, that does, like, how is that showing RMS? And then I bought the plugin, I downloaded it, and I was like, maybe I'm missing something. So, and it was in the settings this person showed. They're like, you're gonna wanna go in, you're gonna change it to these settings because it's gonna allow for you to monitor more accurately. So I was like, okay, go in, change the settings. And then as I'm changing the settings, the the setting on it says, I, I can't remember what the, well, the plugin is the, what is it? The Dr. Meter MK2, the Matt Meter. Yeah, dyna- Matt, M-A-A-T, Dynamic Range Meter MK2. All right, so he says, go in there, change the default setting to louder is insane. And then at the bottom box, it says target loudness, which is what this person was pointing to. It literally says in the box, minus eight, L-U-F-S. And the whole time this person was saying, this is RMS, this is RMS, this is RMS. Don't worry about L-U-F-S, focus on RMS, focus on RMS. And like, there were a bunch of things this person did. I won't, it's anyway, but that was one of the things that this I was is, like, this is scary. This is scary because, and this shit, well, this is really <laughs> important. I think there's a couple things that we could take away from this opportunity session. Uh, but this is why it's important to be careful who you take information from. Like you should <laughs> yeah. look up my information and I ask you to correct me if I'm wrong. DM me if I'm wrong. I don't think I, or at least I, I assume that I'm very rarely ever like, factually incorrect because I'm oftentimes reading the information from a website. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. like like I did with RMS and LUFS. Um, but that's interesting. That's scary. And and yeah. be careful. That's so someone to, that's like to, quite popular to learn from. I'm, I'm not going to... Yeah. We won't describe well, and, who. But I, the thing is, I, I paid for it too for the education. And the to be like... So to answer your question, that was a long story, but I really did never mess with RMS. I thought I was. Until I did a deeper dive and realized the whole time I've just been using LUFS. Oh my god! Which I like that scale, and it's what all the, all the streaming services wanted at. Every big time mastering engineer I've watched do videos recently. It's all about LUFS. So I'm like, why? You know, that's that's the system. That's the standard we're using right now. So that's just kind of what I focus on at this point. That's hilarious. Well, I do think that that's 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 wild. But I do think that there's actually something important to take away. Um, I love the ideology and everything. Everybody listening right now should take this away from it. Is the ideology of like, hey, don't pay attention to it right now. It's not that big of a deal. Like it is a big deal, and you should pay attention to it, but not so much that you're gonna be overriding your creative desires for the sake of reaching a number. That's very important. Even I do that sometimes as a professional with tons of experience where like for a moment, I'm like trying to hit these numbers and these, these, and maybe it's worse when it happens to me because I'm so used to seeing these numbers being hit in various different scenarios. So the one song that sounds like it would be in the scenarios that have worked in the past. And then so like, I'm trying to force it to work but it's not working and it makes the song sound less. This is a trap that we all get into, I guarantee for all various levels. So be careful. Um, uh, so that's that's the last thing that I want to bring up. Like loudness is important. Um, I do think that in the digital domain, especially what he talked about, like limiters, um, limiters are amazing and are able to help us get so loud and kill transient peaks in a much more controlled way. Um, and they all sound different, something as well. So uh, great clip, um, great thoughts, uh, JJP. Um, and I think that that sparked a lot of conversation between the two of us. Any other thoughts? Um, honestly, like 
I would just say a couple things that you can do uh, to achieve like maximum loudness that are not a limiter or a compressor that's going to smush your sound. Um, and let me be clear, these things were not shown to me by this person I don't trust anymore. Uh, they were actually shown to me by DK. Um, but also, uh, it was DK that did that RMS thing. So, um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I was, I was trying to say, surprise, it was DK that said it was RMS. When it was <laughs> no, uh, but some things you can do to achieve maximum loudness. I know that Jack Joseph Puig talked about L2, L3, the waves limiters. Um, but if you just feel like you can't get it loud without smushing it too much, you can try parallel compression on your master. You can try using analog EQ emulations, which will uh, give saturation. You can just use straight up a saturator, which will add harmonics, which will make the song sound fuller and more loud. You can use um, expansion, uh, parallel expansion. Maybe it's just expansion. I don't know. It's a, uh, but, um, <clears throat> whoa, excuse me. You can use a clipper. Well, you, could, you could you could use parallel expansion theoretically. Expansion is just the idea of like raising the volume when something hits a certain threshold. Mm. So it's like the opposite right. of, of like compression. Yeah. Okay. Just, just uh, want to clarify so, for the listeners. Yes, thank you. So those are some things you can do to achieve maximum loudness. And uh, like JJP said, the obsession with the level can be what can kill a great mix. So if you feel like you want something louder, but it's just not going louder, then just leave it alone. It's okay. Um, you know, in the in the age of Spotify and loudness normalization, which technically doesn't really work that well, um, I did a whole episode about that. Uh, but we DK and I can talk about that together later. Um, you know, like it's it's not it, music is at a point where your music doesn't have to be cranked to the max for it to sound good and for it to be competitive. Um, it is good for it to be loud, and louder sounds better because of Fletcher Munson curves, but it's not a big deal. If you just can't get a song to get any louder, it's okay. It's not a big deal. You don't have to smash the life out of it for the sake of a few more dB because it's not it's not going to make a difference. There's like literally, and I think I talked about this in the loudness normalization episode, there's literally been studies that have been done that show that songs that are louder do not statistically do better than songs that are quieter. It's like it's like been proven. So, um, do what you can to get the level up and to get, achieve maximum. Wait, loudness, say that last sentence again. The what's been proven? It's been like statistically proven that songs that are louder do not always get more plays than songs that are quieter. So, like people. Okay, so you're talking about like specifically plays. Yes, that's interesting. Like that's that's inter people, that's an interesting metric metric to measure that by the cross measure that by like people don't listen to loud music more than they listen to songs that are quieter yeah that's true i wonder if that's like a weird that's that makes sense that makes sense and i would think that every listener listens to songs that they like not and yeah. usually what they like is a 100 not at all correlated to how loud the song is but it's, i think exactly. i think a better measurement would of that would be like if you play the same song but a louder version and a less dynamic version back to back to a quieter version you ask what people like more they're statistically a lot more likely to pick the louder one but yes, it does not equate to plays i think yep that's interesting that's I just yeah. want to clarify that thought that's an interesting thought yeah, I, I learned that from the Attack and Release podcast. They did, they said there's like been many many studies done about it. So, uh, because you know the loudness wars, 
ruined everything. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, we will go ahead and wrap up there. Do your best to achieve maximum loudness, um, but don't stress over it. That's I think that's a, g- a good takeaway from this episode. And be careful where you get your information from. Just get your information from me and DK and you'll be fine. Um, no one else. <laughs> yeah, exclusively from us. We're the only yes. ones with the right information. Yes, from these exclusive episodes, exclusive content. On that note, <laughs> thank, thank you, you so much. Yeah, I was going to say, thank you so much for subscribing. Jinx, you owe me a soda, whatever. Uh, yeah, thank you yeah. so much for subscribing. Anyway, let's, let's wrap you. this episode up. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, we'll go ahead and end there housekeeping stuff remind me the link for the videos dk where everything is dkmixes.com forward slash videos will take you to either my twitch or my youtube account um it's just a a link that takes you that lets you choose which one you want to go to and then subscribe to my youtube channel i make a lot of videos outside of the podcast as well um and then uh, i live stream quite often so there you have it that's Everyone knows for the past few weeks, I've been struggling to remember that link. <laughs> it's so simple. But dkmixes.com forward slash videos, uh, links.dkmixes.com for a bunch of other cool free stuff. Join the Mixing Music Discord if you haven't already. I'm sure you already all have, but if you haven't, go ahead and do it. And then, as always, uh, check out DK's YouTube and his Twitch streams. With that, we'll go ahead and wrap up. Everybody, go out. Have a great week. Well, I guess there's an episode tomorrow. We'll see you again tomorrow, but have a good 24 hours until that point. And DK, <laughs> Sign us off. Happy mixing, my friends, and stay saucy.